1: Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSaleCars.com. I hope you're having a great Sunday morning. We're live here on KSLR.com, which is the word in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Michael, for letting me on. Let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, let the people's eyes be out. Open. Let them absorb everything that they need that comes from the Holy Spirit. Have each and every day that they grow mentally, physically, and spiritually in what they're doing, every decision, every choice that they're making, and come into their lives and help them and be well-balanced in everything they touch, everything they do, glorifying you. And I ask in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for this day. Thank you for... Hey, the... Kind of the theme on this show today is all in. Are you all in? And it really comes from the Bible a little bit. And it was talking about us, and I think it's Isaiah and Sapphias, they gave their money. It was kind of a deal where the church was trying to become communism because they were trying to pull all their money out and give it out. But they wanted to save a little back. And where all-in comes in, they lied about being all-in. See, the dealers want you to be all-in. They want every available dollar down. They want every available dollar they can get. And they work so hard to get this money in. And they'll work you to get every available dollar, like I've explained before. They got money made on the deals. They got a great deal, but they're always trying to get money. More, more, more. Never enough. So, I mean, to understand exactly what's going on, you've got to understand that there's never enough. I don't care if they make $20,000 on a deal. It's never enough they want more and more and more but so you got to be mentally physically and spiritually ready for this battle you got any questions we got open lines this morning and the phone number here's 210-340-9585 there's no dumb questions give us a call we'd be glad to talk to you about anything that's going on what's going on with income tax checks what's going on with rapid refund and title loans Man, I'm going to tell you, I've talked to so many people who are trapped in a title loan. You wouldn't believe it. Unbelievable amount of title loans that people owe way too much. They're in a trap. Now they're going to be afoot. They took that money, and they needed it. Well, I tell everybody to go to a title loan. Don't be all in. Here we go, another situation. You're all in. Sell your car. A title loan's only going to give you 60% of what it's worth. They're not going to gamble on anything. There's no, Hey, there's no Santa Claus out there. I guarantee you they're only going to give you 60% of what it's worth. And then you're going to pay back in six months more than you borrowed. And then when you pay the full note out, you paid five times what you borrowed. It's three hundred thirty percent interest, but you want to get all in? Oh man, you listen to these great commercials. We don't want your car. We just want our money back. Hey, I got a thousand. I got three thousand. I got this. I got that. You know, and now's the time when they love repoing people, and they repo about ninety-five to ninety-eight percent. Every auction in this town runs a bunch of them. So make sure you tell your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, everybody. Don't go all in on a title loan. You can't overcome three hundred thirty percent interest. Hey, and they got competitive rates. Oh, I love that lie. They got to. It's on the. It's on the computer. Program that you have to buy in order to get that situation. You've got to get that license, and you've got to follow the law. Well, the law says they want to, here we go again, that we elect these people up there in Texas to rob us. Twenty-seven states do not allow title loans, so keep that in mind. And all in, our life's short. And I've got this message that I follow. Be who you were born to be. Be the person you were born to be, not the person you allowed yourself to be. But how many times have we allowed somebody to steer us the wrong way, to make the wrong decisions? How many times do we walk in a lot and let somebody that really don't know us, oh, they smile and they want to be our friend, friend or foe? Friend takes all your money or foe. A friend lies to you. You know, my son and I was talking about something today. He's forty-four, forty-five. I'd have to stop and think a minute. But anyway, when he was playing high school golf, and I mean, he was a very, very good player. Uh, you'd call out somebody lying, and I've got a, a kid on my team that I can't believe the scores. I think he's not counting. I think he's lying, but. My son, I've got a granddaughter that's a very, very good player, and she's got a, uh, she's going to college to play golf, and she tells the truth. But my son tells me there's so many girls out there that lie about their score, but the boys are in the same situation. They get in a bad group and nobody keeps score. They're worried about their game. The good ones can keep everybody's score. Then they get in a good group and they call them out. But is it? Have we got to the point where everybody lies and it's okay? I mean, we lie about selling a car. I was telling, I had a caller on my other radio show uh, on Sunday afternoons. Go to learn to buy and find out what the time is. And the guy said, man, the guy sold many sc-. He lied about everything in the world. The car turned out to be okay, but it wasn't because of him and all his lies. Do are we the person we were born to be, truthful, loving, caring? Do we care about others? Do we care enough to not bury them in, in what we're selling them and lie to them? I mean, that car don't know who owns it. That car don't know what it's worth, and that car don't care. But we build it up, and we try to oversell. Hey, a junk's a junk. And, that, that's the key. and what man makes breaks. The It's so hard because of this business, because especially it has grown to the prices way above what we ever dreamed. I mean, who would ever dream that trucks would be seventy, eighty thousand? And next year they're talking about hundred thousand dollar trucks. Who ever dreamed that we would be in that situation? Who ever dreamed that transmissions would cost three to seven thousand to rebuild? And I mean, I bet on a, a car the yesterday. And the dealership's got even more money in it, and I bid it to put a new engine, a uh, different engine transmission in it. And, I mean, it caught, you know, I had to figure five grand to put a motor in this vehicle. Used to, we'd figure two grand or a 1500 but it's not that way anymore. The value of the vehicles have gone way up, and they drop even tremendously when we buy them. So you've got to make that right decision. And uh, uh, the question on trying to be who you were born to be, not the person you're allowed to be, are you allowing other people? I mean, even in the bad dealerships, the salesmen can still tell the truth and not bury people and tell them the facts and see if the car works or not. But do we have to lie? Do we have to intimidate? Do we have to steer people, spend people, four square people, in order to put them together? Why not tell the truth, make a fair amount of money, and go down the road? Oh, no, it's never enough. A never enough. And now the Internet has come in. And so these salespeople go with go into to that business with good intentions. But does it stay with them? Are they influenced by money? I mean, they make a big month. They make a lot of money. Is that enough? Or do they going to try to beat that? And when they beat that, do they try to beat it again? Well, it's your money. Back pocket national. And they've taken it out at every chance they get, as much as they can get. And it'll put you in debtor's prison. So you got to be... Prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually, and right now I'm getting a lot of people go to learn to buy and dot com or they give me a call on my mobile eight three oh seven oh eight four seven eight nine and they want to know what their vehicle's worth, and we go over it i buy I'm buying a lot of vehicles off of the listeners, and I'm even selling some uh, vehicles to the listeners each and every one of them, and so we're finding the right units we're helping a lot of people. But, you know, my overhead's low, super low. And that's. I was talking to a gentleman who sold me his car, and he said, I went and shopped it all over town. I went to CarMax. I went everywhere. And he said, how can you give more than they can? I said, I got 21 reasons why I can give more. Than other people. Now, there's sometimes people make mistakes, and sometimes they got somebody that needs that unit and they'll give more money. But nine out of ten times, I'm going to be on high. And so they, he said, Well, I don't understand it. I said, Well, looky here, my property's paid for, my cars are paid for, my overhead's low. You've got these big dealerships who are still making payments on them, or they got a big rent factor, and they've got all the overhead. Some of these big box stores who are just independent used car dealers, they're a million and a half a month just to open the door. So they've got to make that money somewhere. So I'm seeing so many people that are coming to learn to buy and sell cars. I'm describing their cars. I'm making an offer on their cars. And then they're selling me the car, because they go to the dealership, and the dealership tries to make a whole lot of money. Just like the lady talked about, well, that was a different station also. She has a title loan, and she had it in Missouri. She transferred here. She's behind. She's trying to get the deal straight, and they're not picking it up, because they didn't know where she was at. She got out of the area from where there was. Evidently, her GPS didn't travel this far. But she got charged 1300 from the same company mailing the title to Texas. Now, what does that cost, a dollar? Well, anyway, they charged her 1300 She took it to a dealership, and they told her her car was worth 1500 and she owes 5000 on it. Well, she said, well, I'm just going to let it go back. I can't pay for it. I said, well, how much have you paid in? She said, about $20,000. She borrowed 5000 She's paid 20000 She's about to lose the, the, her vehicle. That don't make sense, but we make decisions based on somebody else's influence, somebody else telling us the way to do it, somebody else telling us how to do it and what we can afford. And they don't know. You know. That's why you need to be in prayer. That's why you need to understand your budget, understand what you can afford. Hey, invite, talk to people. Talk to everybody. And I had a man call me the other day, and he said, hey, Randy, I need a good $1,500 car. I said, well, that's pretty tough, but they're out there, and you need to talk to everybody you know. Ask everybody if they've got something for sale. So go to be, be sure and go to learntobuyandsellcars.com and follow the easy process of describing your car, I'll make an offer on your car on the other side. I'm gonna run through that. You go to learn to buy and cars. dot com. You get your credit score Clean it up, look at it, get it at the best you can get it. I've got a guy that will help you. He's helped several of our listeners, and they love him, and his price is right. Plus, he used to work for Dave Ramsey, so he knows the business, and he knows what to do. So he's helped so many people clean your credit up, get it at the best, talk to a bunch of credit union people, talk to banks. Uh, get your financing done. I I talked to a big-time uh credit union people about sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, give us a call 830-708-4789. Or give us a call if you have any questions today here at the station, 210-340-9585. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about anything. It doesn't matter. Value of the cars, situations, just everything that's going on. So give us a call. We'd be glad to talk to you. So, We're in the process of what's going on in this business. It's got so tremendous, so big, so much money, and it's all coming out of your pocket. And and I want you to be able to understand and see through these situations of what's going on. So you're mentally and physically and spiritually prepared. Because I'm gonna tell you, this is a battle. This is not. This is a game for your livelihood. You know the the finance people, the, the retirement people, to tell you if you put three fifty a month away for thirty years, you can retire. Well, that's pretty tough when you've got a car payment on a vehicle, and it just had a gentleman in there the other day that owed sixteen thousand on a eight thousand dollar car. He owed 8000 too much. Well, here's the problem. The miles are getting up. He's had some issues. What's he going to do? And he's wanting to trade it in. I said, do you think that 8000 is just going to go poof and go away? They're going to add it to your next vehicle. Now you're going to owe 8000 You drive off the showroom floor or the used car lot, and you're another five to ten thousand behind. Now you owe thirteen thousand too much. I was in a dealership the other day. Lady came in, she's bound and determined. You know how some people get, I'm gonna trade, I'm gonna buy me a new car. I don't know what where the emotion, where the desire, where the feeling came from, but she was ready to trade. She owed sixteen eight on a vehicle. They were giving her ten thousand. She did, it didn't matter to her what's the payment. She didn't matter to her that she was going to have an 84-month payment. It didn't matter to her at all because her emotions, her desires, it was in control. And she knew her. She'd shopped around. Believe it or not, she did a little work. But of course, I think a lot of dealerships had kicked her out because she owed. You know, they're figuring her car at eight thousand when it's really worth ten. This dealership was stepping up to ten. Another dealership told her it was worth eleven, but they wouldn't show on her eleven because you know they, they'll tell you anything to get you in the door. They'll tell you anything, but they'll pump the price up. The next guy will probably tell her it's worth twelve or thirteen thousand, and they'll add five thousand to the price. I was talking to a gentleman the other day; he was so excited that they were knocking ten thousand dollars off a vehicle. And I, I told him, I said, "I got news for you. Check the window sticker, the MSRP on some of the other vehicles. They had added ten thousand to it." And dropped it down to the MSR full one sticker. And he goes to another dealership. They knocked 2000 So they were actually, they'd priced the car over the market of 12000 10000 lie. 2000 what what everybody else will sell it for. So you've got you to gotta search everywhere. You can't, I'm sorry, you can't trust anybody. You, those golfers can't trust the, each other. Politicians, we can't trust them. But, you know, well, I'm going to put in my two cents about uh, Trump, our president. The news media, I'm a negotiator. I've been a negotiator all my life. All in. You don't give all in on the first commitment. You always leave a little back, just like the people in the Bible. When they sold their property, they held some back. The difference is what they should have done was tell the truth. Not told them, said, we sold it for this, we're given this, and that's it. If they needed to state what they were doing. They were supposedly all in with a lie. Don't tell these salespeople you're all in. Trump don't tell everybody he's all in. He's a negotiator. He shoots something out there and he waits for them to come back. There's no, you know, he has said some things and got everybody in an uproar, but when he puts the deal together, he compromises, puts everybody happy. He's a great negotiator. I do the same thing. I know that um, probably lots of dealers listen to me. I never give all in at first. I never, I'm sorry on my customers. I'm going to tell you, most of the time, And unless you're walking off, I'm not going to give you all in. Now, my prices to buy a vehicle, I'm going to step up there because I want you happy. I need the vehicles. But most of the time, negotiating-wise, I don't give it all. That's the way Trump's doing it. That's the way you should do it when you walk in a dealership. Don't tell them, you know, oh, I may have some more. Because when you let that little secret out, just tell them my budget. Can't handle no more. Tell them the truth. My budget, my bank account, my wife and I are not in agreement. Tell them the truth. The truth is what we need to get back to. But it will never come back in the car business because money's the God. It will never come back in the car business because we need so much of it to open these doors. And that's why I've trimmed my business way, way down, my overhead way, way down, because I see it coming. The Holy Spirit's revealed to me what's going on in the car business. Let me tell you something. The next two years, we're going to see an explosion on overhead, explosion on pricing, an explosion on training to put you together, to sell you something, to make all the money they can. They're going to make it on the trade. They're going to make it in the F&I department. Right now, it's unbelievable. Do not tell anybody you got cash. I've talked to several people, and I mentioned on my radio, both shows last week, this guy got cash money on a new Toyota. Nobody wants to sell him one. They don't want to talk to him. He said, I thought I had bad breath or I stunk or something. He said, "I had a, something was going on. He said, Randy? Everybody, I said, that's one of my little tricks you need to know is don't let them know. Tell them you got a large down payment. It's a big one. I mean, when it comes down, I got down payment. They want a Social Security number. Don't give them the Social Security number. They're going to give a, a background check up on you. They're going to know everything they want to know. Hey, you don't need my Social Security number until it's time to sign the papers. You don't need to check my credit. I got a big down payment. That's what I keep telling everybody. Right now, if you want to buy a Mitsubishi in this town, I don't think you can buy one for cash, because they want to mouse you around, they want to spin you, they want to foursquare you, and Mitsubishi will finance anybody breathing. They're going to be back in the same situation they were before. Overbuilt, got to get rid of them. Quality of car is not that great. You've got it, and it it will last you if you take care of it. But you really got to baby it, you got to know how to drive it, you got to service it, and it'll last you. But the average person that doesn't take care of a vehicle, they don't last. They don't bring nothing at the auction. I'm telling you, the quality of cars because of competition, because of overhead, because of everything, has changed the last five to ten years. And it's going to get worse. Yes, there's some that we're, they're building some things better, but not everything. They've improved in a little, but they've got a long way to go because they're out to move units and to make money. They're making them thinner, lighter. Hey, and and they're just not going to last like they used to. So you've got to be all in when you make your next purchase because it's all in on your money. I want you all in, but I want you to tell the truth, and I want you to just tell them, hey, This is what I'm going to do. If this doesn't get it done, I'm walking. Heard a story the other day about a guy walked in, dealership. He'd done his homework, listener of mine, flopped the deal down and said, this is what I'll do. Dealership said, nope, we're not going to do it. He said, adios. These boots are made for walking. Out the door he went. Well, he left his phone number, and they needed another deal. So they called him back and said, hey, we're close to making this deal. And he said, no, I'm not coming back in until you get to that deal. Finally, they get back in there, and he gives a tiny bit more, I think 500 more, and they make the deal. Some of these dealerships need the numbers with the factory where they get money coming back. And that's why they need every deal. And right now, some dealerships... The owners don't want you to pass no deals. They want every available customer, every available dollar, everything that's going on. Thank you for listening to me. This is LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Okay, text somebody, call somebody. we got another half hour. Give us a call, 210-340-9585. There's no dumb questions. Whatever you all think, whatever's going on, I thank you, Baron. I thank you, barry and michael i think ksl are the word god bless my listeners i hope i'm making a difference feedback on uh randy adams inc learn to buy and sell cars go go tell us something whether you like it or not if you don't like it i want to hear about it too god bless you'll be right back thank you
2: Toyota of San Antonio, I 35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at Northparktoyota.com.
0: We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630 KSLR.
1: Thank you, San Antonio, for tuning in. I hope you called your neighbors and your friends and your relatives. I hope they're learning something today. We're talking about all in. Sometimes we get all in on a vehicle, and it's a bad investment. I mean, vehicles are not investments. I heard a radio show this morning on RVs, and even the RV guy said they're not investments. They're not investments because, let me tell you something, they, uh, we don't use them much. And I and I buy and sell. I buy a lot of RVs. In fact, I'm supposed to go up on 281 and look at a trailer that a lady needs to sell. Her dad had passed away, and she needs to get rid of it. And I've got to run up there and take a look at it in the next couple of days. And I plan to pretty well probably Monday morning. Anyway, and so I buy motorhomes and RVs. They lose value. They go down the road, and they shake, and things get loose, and things break. And I, I tell stories about me. Uh, my sons used to bicycle motocross race, and and I, I worked more on the motorhomes than I did watching the races or, or working on their bikes. So, But whatever man makes, breaks. So that's the key to what we're talking about. And they're not investments. And How hard do you work? You work and you earn money. And then you take that money and you buy a vehicle. And when you buy that vehicle, that time is gone in your life. So you spend 40 hours a week, you make the money, and then you give it to a vehicle that you're not going to get back, and the value goes away. It loses value. A friend of mine, uh, we were talking yesterday. He's got a truck, and he needs to sell it, and here we go again. You know, he gives $70,000 for it, sitting on 140,000 miles, and what did he do? He's wanting to trade it now. But the problem is he owes 55000 and his truck's worth $25,000. How'd you like to be 30000 upside down? He was a little upside down on his last one because of the mileage. And the bad part about it is he don't need that much truck. I mean, he really don't need that much truck. I mean, he don't haul nothing with it. He doesn't pull a trailer with it. I mean, the only thing he puts in the back of the bed is something he looks for something to haul, and he don't need to haul. Most of the time he's hauling air, and I mean, that don't take nothing. And so he's in that situation. But how many people do you know? I mean, when the credit union told me, the guy that does indirect lending, and that's why you need your financing set up before you walk into a dealership. Get your finance set up. And that way you know, because the dealers make more money on the interest than the banks or the credit unions. But that's the way they do business, and they want that business, and they want that opportunity. Instead of... Showing the community to to sponsor this show. I've been looking, this is no joke, for three years for a bank or a credit union who wants to draw the people in, advertise that they want to finance their vehicle and show the community we want you educated, making better decisions, doing the best you can. But these banks, I guess, don't care. These credit unions don't care. But rather you go to a dealership, pay too much interest. They get their little bitty interest. They pay out all the money before you ever make that payment. That don't make sense to me. I mean, I want my customers happy. I want them to be pleased with the deal, have a deal that they're happy with that they can afford. I had some people in the other day. I told them, you know, I don't think you can afford this vehicle. You're better off buying something cheaper. Saving money. You know, use this vehicle. I end up selling them something a lot cheaper than they were looking at. And using the vehicle for three, four years. Put that money about. You can pay for this car in one year. The next three, four years, make a payment and put it in the bank and don't spend it. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to learn that vehicles are a bad investment. And that you need to save the money for retirement, helping your children, giving giving to somebody, anything but not wasting on a vehicle. Yes, we need good vehicles. We need good transportation. Hey, but there's going to be a day in 20 years from now when we all have autonomous cars and, and we're not going to own them. The government's going to own them or the manufacturer's going to own them. Right now, believe it or not, The dealerships work for the manufacturers, and that's why the dealerships have to work so hard finding new avenues to find vehicles to buy, to make money, I'm sorry, to make money, new avenues to make money on you. New ways, new ideas, new add-ons, more interest, extended warranties, gap, Hey, insurance on tires and wheels, Uh, sealants. It just goes on and on and on. And so they're looking for more ways. They're working for the manufacturer. Manufacturers sending all these cars, and they need to get rid of them. And the manufacturers don't care. They slam them down. Why is the big rebates? It's because they got enough. You think about trucks. Just think about trucks. And when they first come out, they're 40 $45,000. $45,000. Amazingly, three, four months into the that year model, they got $8,000 rebate. Now, who gives that $8,000 rebate? Not the new car dealer. They're not going to do it. Now, they're going to cut off a MSRP because they pay behind that. Plus, they get a little money at the end of the year. Plus, they're stair-stepper deals. I was at a dealership the other day. They sold two cars at the end of the month and lost money. Didn't lose much, a couple hundred, but they said they had bonus money because they hit their target coming from the manufacturer. So, wow, the, hey, the customer got the good deal on the unit, but they made the money up on the trade-in, the interest, the extended warning, the gap, everything else that they put on the deal. They lost money on the figure they sold to the customer. Oh man, we lost two three hundred. Big deal. We made forty five hundred in the F and I department. That's why dealers do not want you to leave. They're going to tell you anything. They're going to, these advertisements make it sound like they're giving cars away. You get in there and you pay forty thousand, thirty thousand dollars for a vehicle, and then they add everything else on because they've got to focus. They say you on a selling point. And then they prepare you to make the money on everything else. See, you know, yes, we got to get the price. We got to make them honor the price. But you got to be ready for the battle. You better have your insurance lined up. I, I talked to a guy the other day had thirty thousand miles on a vehicle. People hit him and totaled it out. He had extended warranty for hundred thousand miles. I said, well, what good's that now? You don't have the car. You know, it's gone. And so he goes to the dealership, and they tell him, "Nope, you can't, you can't get any money back. So he calls me, and he said, you know, they told me that. I said, boy, Loney, I said, your car is not going to go to 100,000 miles. Now it's wrecked. It's totaled. Oh, well, they told me I don't get any money back. Hey, get on the phone with that extended warranty, people, and you tell them, hey, the cars, I need some money back. Come to find out, he paid a whole lot of money and he got quite a bit of money back because it was unused. But here's the funny part about it it had warranted 36,000 miles and had 30,000 miles when it. He didn't even use any of that extended warranty and he got thirty percent back. Yeah. Well they made, you know, quite a bit of money on him. They probably made two thousand on him on the extended warranty at least. And so he got six hundred back of his fourteen hundred. He lost fourteen hundred on unused warranty. So I had a friend of mine asked me the other day, he said, Buying a new truck, you know, I'm buying it from Chevrolet store that I, that I highly recommend. It's the only Chevrolet store. He said, Randy, they gave me the best price, and I trust what you're telling me. I said, I've done business with these people for 40 years. So he's selling me his trade-in. He's still trading it in because he don't want to lose 350 on the on the uh, tax savings because he's paid tax on that car. He's trading it in, and I'm buying the vehicle. The dealership's selling it to me and he's saving 350 bucks, so the vehicle's going to be mine. And so he gets the full amount of his trade, he saves the 350 and he gets a great deal on a brand-new Chevrolet pickup. Now, we could have got that delivered to his door, but he didn't want that. But we can get Cadillacs, Lincolns, uh, Jeeps, uh, Dodges. I can get anything delivered to your door. If you don't want to walk into that dealership for a battle, give me a call, 830-708-4789. I'll get you a new vehicle. we got a few minutes just in case you want to call in. Number here is 210-340-9585. No dumb questions, maybe some crazy answers. But, you know, a lot of answers people don't want to hear. I mean, and especially if husband and wife's there. Because when I tell the truth, and that's the only way I'm going to play, I'm I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is the way it is. This is the way it's going to be, you know. And if I have to lie, I'd quit. I'm I'm done. I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to cover up. I don't. Want, my memory is great, but it's not as good as it used to be. So if I, you know, how liars are, they got to have a great memory. Well. Car salesmen have developed that memory somehow, some way. In fact, I've got something I'm going to read to y'all, and I ran into it. You know, I, I tell lots of times I tell you how the Lord brings me something in the Bible. He brought me; he didn't bring me nothing all week, and then all of a sudden, here we come with two or three different messages. But second, Tim, Tim, second, verse three, uh, six. They are the kind who worm their way into the homes and gain control over weak minded, weak willed women who are loaded down. These are the salespeople now. That's car dealers. Let's put the car dealers in there. Who are loaded down with sins and they are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. That's money making desires. Let's put it, think about it that way. Always learning. Always learning the truth, but not doing it. Always learning, but never being able to acknowledge the truth. See, they know the difference, because when they go buy something, they want the truth, they want the best product, they want to deal with the best person, they want the best price, they want all the warranty they can get for nothing. They don't want to buy extended warranties. Oh, no, we we don't need no extended warranties. And it's just like uh, Jans and Jemreese oppose Moses. So are these men opposed the truth. There's some people are going to oppose the truth no matter what, and they think they're beyond the truth. They don't have to have it. And this is a way of life, and they don't worry about the customer. They don't love the customer. They don't care about putting them in the in the proper, proper car and the proper payment and the proper money. They oppose the truth. Men of deprived minds, what happens to somebody that lies all the time? They think they're right. And they get to believe in their own lies. Who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of most men, their folly will be clear to everyone else. Their folly's not clear at first. And most people won't even admit it later on. I mean, until they figure out they owe 10000 too much, 15000 too much, and they put in a vehicle that they don't want. Right now we have income tax checks hit, and we, they hit last Thursday, about 10 days ago and people got so excited they were running to dealerships and buying everything they could and just like just like a good friend of mine is doing some work for me. He bought a $4,000 truck, gave $12,000 for it, and 26.78% interest. I couldn't believe he did that. I thought he was had a little more common sense than that. But he bought a high mileage 03 Chevrolet pickup and gave $12,000 for it. Two-wheel drive. How much life's left in it? I don't think he'll ever make the last payment. And he doesn't quite take care of one like he should. But he got excited. He got a little income tax check money and he ran down there and it was pretty and they convinced him it was a great deal. And... Now he's figured out, without me telling him, he come out from the ether, the excitement, the emotional buy, you know. He was trying to maybe, I don't know, reward himself. I don't know. But he could have bought a lot better truck for less money. But, oh, no, the excitement. He let let somebody convince him that he was doing the right thing. They've got a great close training because they closed him at $12,000 on a $4,000 truck. Now, here's the key. I sell to this dealership. I know what they spend. I know how, what they do. And I know they didn't give more than $4,000 for that truck. And so I know both ends of this deal. I deal with these people. I sell to them. I've even bought some units from them because I bought units that we sold. ever salvage. I mean, they were running and driving, but they were salvage. We didn't resell them. We wholesale them. We got places to ship even bad cars. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It doesn't matter. I buy anything. I buy anything illegal. I buy a $100 car. I buy a $100,000 car, whatever will make money. I've got motorhomes. I've got RVs. I buy and sell a few motorcycles. They're tough, real tough. I've had some people call me on motorcycles. Got a man trying to trade me a Harley Davidson right now, and we may put that deal together. But Harleys don't bring the kind of money they used to. I used to buy 20 rental harley davisons out of phoenix arizona at a time ship them here to texas resell them but that was back when you couldn't get enough of them and everybody had to have a harley man that's american way hey i've, I've been riding a harley since so far back that if you had an electric start you were a sissy i'm serious I mean, I remember the day when we rode Harleys. If you had an electric start, man, I mean, we kicked and kicked and kicked. My ex-brother-in-law's uh, wife got on to him, and he had to sell a, a Sportster. No electric start. I'll tell you a quick story about that. And it wouldn't start, and I thought, oh, I can fix anything. Well, I got news for you. I kicked it until I was sick, and I sold it. And uh, I made my sister-in-law happy for a short time. I don't know how long, but a short time. But let me tell you, you know, that excitement of owning something, buying something, rewarding yourself, do we have a buying problem? Do we we have to buy something to spend that money? I mean, we worked so hard for our money. Uncle Sam was our partner for life. We were talking about property the other day. A guy was looking at my car lot, and I'm, I've got other properties to move to, so I'm getting off the expensive property. I don't need to be paying all these high taxes and insurance. I can, I can run my business anywhere, and I've got three other locations that I can go to. And we were talking about you never own property. We always got to pay taxes. And some of these property taxes are bigger than payments. And so, but do you ever really own a car? I mean, you've got insurance. You've got all kinds of stuff going on. You've got to pay. Do you ever really own a vehicle? And so... It's always eating money, costing money, doing things. But dealerships, car lots, just like what I read in Timothy, is amazing what it'll do, what, how it changes, what's going on. But let me tell you, honestly, the next two or three years, this business is going to explode. We got Scott online. Hello, Scott. Thank you for calling Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Yeah, I had a question. What do you think of VW Jettas? I got a 2017 right at 13900 after they had all that fiasco with the uh, the engineering on the diesel. So I was just trying to get your opinion on that. Uh, if you take – sounds like you're uh, above 40, and uh, you'll probably drive it right, and you'll probably service it right, and you, it's okay, and you already own it. But used, they they don't bring much money. And so, be prepared to get the life out of it. Take care of it, and and stay in it. I, you know, uh, we got them coming through the auction. They're really cheap. And okay. So, and so, but if you'll take care of it, it'll last you. It's a vehicle you're planning to leave, keep for five to seven years. Yeah, I plan to keep it as long as it runs. and yep. take good care of it and wash it and change the oil and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second question: What what is the did, uh, what is your opinion on the uh, the ten thousand mile synthetic oil changes on the new cars? Do they need more than that? And no, then I'll let you go. No, I like synthetic oil, especially in Texas, because we get so hot down here. Uh, years ago, uh, I'm talking about thirty, forty years ago. I ran real heavy weight on my trucks because I put hundred and forty thousand miles on them a year and I would I would run heavy oil in it and then we we I've switched over to synthetic oil. I've got a Dodge Diesel that's got a million three hundred thousand miles on it. It's had synthetic oil in it most of its life. But I like synthetic oil, I'm a believer, I'm a believer in Royal Purple. I like it. I love the Berryman's uh products. Very much because they're a lot cheaper. And Behrman's B12, if you've got a little injector that's running bad, uh, you can buy it at H-E-B for $3.15. I'm running, about a year ago, I'm zipping through H-E-B. My wife sent me over to pick up some stuff. And I take a shortcut through the automotive section. And I look there, and I I look at all these other Auto parts, and the Behrman's B12 is like four ninety five. It's three fifteen at HEB. It's the best injector cleaner. Put it in your car every two, three thousand miles. Clean the injectors. Dealerships make a lot of money on dirty injectors. Lots of money, and HEB's got it for three dollars fifteen cents. Pour it in your gas tank. Drive it, and it'll clear up. And if you really want to do it right, when you put those. Put that in there. Drop a quart of transmission fluid in there along with it. Lubricate your pump. Lubricate everything Run it through there. And it's the cheapest, I mean, tune-up there is. $3.15 in any kind of transmission fluid. And I do it on all my vehicles. I'm driving a Grand Marquis of 03 with 56,000 miles. I already had two or three people trying to buy it. But I put 30,000 miles on that car. It's comfortable. It's safe. It gets... And when I... Got it. It it was running a little rough. I guess some older people had it. And it, the mileage, it had quite a bit of gas and it didn't seem like the mileage was right. I dropped a can of Berryman's B12 and a quarter transmission fluid in it. This is no joke. I'm at 250,000, 250 miles on the tank and I still got almost half the tank. I guarantee it's jumped up to 23 to 25 miles to a gallon, and it's comfortable, and I like driving. I don't have to have the biggest and the baddest. I want something that I can depend on, something that's comfortable, something I can haul my drivers. I got golf clubs in the back of it. Uh, I teach golf at Cornerstone Christian School. Uh, I'm one of the assistants, and I love I, Oscar, one of the, the – uh, he's his son's diego i uh, I had a great time yesterday working with him. We got him hitting the golf ball. Are you productive? Are you helping somebody? I love helping. I love serving. I love being the best I can be. Have we lost the desire to be the best we can be to help people reach out to people? Teach them what we've learned through experience and this is what this, this is my ministry, but it's the experience that I've had in the car business. And I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I had to get on radio and I had to do what I'm doing. Because let me tell you something the Lord had something inside of me that I thought I was going to explode if I didn't do it. Have you ever had that feeling? Have, are you the person that you were born to be? And it, be the the one be the person you were born to be not the person you allowed to be non-productive, lazy being the best you can be. I want to give back I want to help go to learn to buy and Uh We got feedback on there I believe or, or about to. Randy Adams Inc is my main website. Give me a call 8307084789 and I, I've talked to so many people. Forgive everybody love everybody the 99 percent of addictions are tied to unforgiveness to mother father or spouse and i can prove that i can tell you about it i can explain the what i've lived through through the ministry of cornerstone church john hagen ministries for the last 23 years my life has changed i'm a better person and everybody that knows me will tell you because i was rotten to the core before I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But I want to be the best I want to, I can be. I want to learn. I want to grow. I love the Bible. I love that it's an instruction book, and we got to live by it. Forgive everybody. Get rid of that baggage. It'll make your life better. You'll live longer. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. Thank you. KSLR, the Word. God bless you.